All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, October 9th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live in studio. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, before we get into this box office weekend, the Exorcist Believer opening weekend results are in. We have to issue a slight correction to our big emergency episode that we just dropped on the Taylor Swift NFL situation. We were alerted by people in the comments of the YouTube video Mm -hmm. that the reports we had talked about the report saying that Taylor Swift urged the NFL to urge the networks to give commercials for the Taylor Swift, the errors tour, the movie coming out. That is not exactly what's in the reporting by Andrew Morshawn and others. Taylor Swift did not explicitly urge the NFL to urge the networks to give her free commercials in exchange for appearing at their games with Travis Kelsey. That is not in the reports. Obviously, the NFL knows the score. She knows the score. Everyone knows the score of these games and of these commercials. But she did not say to the commissioner, you must air free commercials for my movie or else I will stop dating Travis Kelty or else I will not appear in the skybox with his mom. She, as far as we know, there are no recordings of her saying those words. So thank you. Thank you to the Swifties in our YouTube comments for surfacing that information. So So there was no Taylor in the box arms uh, like out Mm -hmm. and looking and saying like, I'll close these arms around the mom after the commercial break. And I better see a commercial for my movie or these arms are not going around this lady. As far as we know, Taylor did not say I'll hug her after this next commercial break. Okay. That is not what she said to the commissioner of the NFL or the head of NBC or the head of ESPN. As far as the reporting says, and as far as the Swifties know, Swifties have not gotten that information. So the thing too with this, and we won't go too long into it. No. We got to talk exorcist. We got to talk exorcist. The reason people, the the, the reason this is happening, Mm -hmm. people are speculating is that they want her to do the halftime at the Super Bowl coming up. She hasn't done it. She'd be a big draw. And so they are saying, here's a present. Mm. Here's a present. And and she's probably saying, listen, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have. But when you say you shouldn't have, it's also like, it's cool that you did. I I don't think, listen, she might not have set dictated this to happen, but as somebody who has, like we said, a lot of money in this production skin in this game, she's probably happy that they're doing this now. It'd be hilarious if she doesn't do the halftime show. Yes. And I hope she doesn't. I hope she doesn't either. Because yeah. free commercials and you still don't do it. I hope she that... ghosts the NFL after the movie comes out, honestly. Yes. I completely ghost doesn't answer. New phone, who dis? Who dis? To the NFL. Yep. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. So more on the Taylor Swift, the Eras tour, the movie to come in the next. I mean, after this episode, it's Taylor, it's Taylor, Taylor. Because that movie's time. coming out next Friday. But. This Friday, a different movie came out on uh, Friday, October 6th. It was The Exorcist Believer, Mm -hmm. David Gordon Green's latest attempt to reboot a classic horror franchise. And you're going to plow, but I think we could safely say did not go as well as the first, as the Halloween 2018. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw their face and we're not a believer. Not a believer. So let's do this plow. Okay. Number one, The Exorcist Believer made $27.2 million in its first weekend. Number two, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, made $11.7 million, down 48%. It added 38 theaters. It's at $38.8 million in its second weekend. Number three, Saw X made $8.1 million, down only 55%, no theater change. It's at 32.5 in its second weekend. Number four, The Creator made $6 million, down 57%, no theater change. It's at $24.9 million, also in its second weekend. Number five, Hold In Steady, The Blind, a Fathom event, made $3.1 million, down only 28%. It lost 401 theaters. It's at $10.4 million 
in its second weekend. And we're going for 10 here. Wow. Number six, a haunting in Venice, $2.7 million, down 25%, lost 380 theaters. It is at $35.6 million in its fourth weekend. Number seven, The Nun 2 made $2.5 million, down 46%. It lost 379 theaters. It's at $81 million in its fifth weekend. Number eight, Dumb Money made $2.1 million, down 35%. No theater change. $10.6 million is its cum in four weekends. Some of those limited. Number nine, The Equalizer 3 made $1.8 million, down 32%. It hemorrhaged 658 theaters. It is at $88.8 million in its sixth weekend and rounding out your top 10, beating Expendables 3. Oh, four. I'm sorry. And Ex- Expendables 3 because it's not out. Hocus Pocus, mm. $1.5 million in its 1,578th weekend. That is your top 10. 10. So when they say Hocus Pocus is in its 1,578th weekend, they're just counting every weekend that exists from the day it premiered in 1993. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Um, Yes, because it has not been in theaters for 50, almost 1,600 weekends. Yeah, continuously. Continuously, no. No, no. it's not, con- it's not con- um, a continuous weekend. So one that I want to point out outside of the top 10, Barbie has finally fallen out of the top 10. Mm-hmm. This is the first weekend. It's down to number 12. So it made $782,000 this weekend. It is now at a total of $634 million domestic. Mm-hmm. So it's going to end up around that. You figure it's got a few more million in it. And then it's, you know, it's down to 808 theaters. And yeah. I, I feel like the Taylor Swift movie takes a lot of Barbie screens next weekend. Mm-hmm. So on the all-time domestic list, Barbie now sits at number 11 all time it's at 634 million jurassic world is ahead of it at 652 million so barbie's not going to catch jurassic world now i mean i think we're due for barbie reissues in the year to come re-releases for sure and and i i think it could have a re-release in the next few years that gets it another 30 million i don't think jurassic world is going to be a movie that ever gets a real re-release So that's probably never going to add much more. So Barbie eventually could get in the top 10. Obviously, other movies have a chance to pass it. So Barbie did not get in the all-time domestic top 10 after all. It didn't pass Jurassic World, didn't pass Titanic, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Those are the ones that were under $700 million that Barbie maybe would have had a chance. It is amazing to see Black Panther at number six with 700 million and Top Gun Maverick at 718. Those movies made so much money. Well, but for Warner Brothers, if we're talking yep. just Warner Brothers in general. Yeah. Biggest movie ever. Biggest domestic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. uh, the next closest one is The Dark Knight. Yeah. With 533. Yeah. So. Oh, a historic run for Barbie. Yeah. Historic run. Just wanted to, to point that out. Barbie's first weekend outside of the top 10. So, yeah, before we get into Exorcist Believer, um, anything else stick out to you in this top 10? Equalizer 3 is now at 88 million. So it's going to get to 90 million before its run is over. Won't get to 100, but it'll get in the 90s. So big hit for Denzel. And for a three. Yeah, that's that's spectacular. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at a box office list filled with three equals haunting and Venice, obviously a disaster at 35 million my big fat greek wedding is what it is at 27 million total which is actually more than we could expect expendables for disaster at 15 million total so equalizer three stands so far above all these other franchises mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. crater second weekend crater crater i mean it cratered less than we thought it would crater but it opened yeah. so low yeah it did it did. It dropped 57%. It's at, listen, it's at $24.9, $25 million domestic total. 
that is so bad for what Fox thought would be a big, you know, big action movie. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, comps to it are like surrogates from 2009. Oh, my God. Right. So uh, 25 million after two weeks. That's, you know, uh, that's probably this movie's going to fall shy of 40 million. Mm. Oh, definitely. And definitely. it's so expensive. Definitely. I, I think this movie gets to low 30s at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nobody wants to see. I mean, it's it's spooky season. Right. As we're seeing with Haunting in Venice doing some business, the nun still being strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now that we're in that season, I don't think people are thinking about the creator. It's not buzzy. It's not some movie that's word of mouth is driving business. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if we're talking word of mouth driving business, Saw X is a movie that's drawing business through word of mouth and it's spooky season. And so that movie, you know, did better than the creator. Yeah. So, I mean, let's look at let's look, you know, the meme didn't fully form, but let's look at Saw Patrol. I mean, Saw Patrol, if you add those up, is at 70 million dollars total domestic. I would say Saw Patrol is doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's looking... Do you uh, not want to look at them as one giant movie? No, because it's not the same it's not thing. The same movie, because the, the, there's no crossover between those audiences mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. there was with Barbie and Oppenheimer. There's mm-hmm. just not. So it looks like Paw Patrol is pacing around something like Lego Ninjago movie. Okay. Uh, which was 2017, which was not a success for the Lego brand, but that was because they were pushing out so much product right one right after the other right you know um and then 2019's abominable which was a was a sturdy hit so 60 to 65 is probably where this is gonna land which is good for i mean for a babe like this is kids kids yeah this is baby baby this, this is, is baby baby this is the type of thing where if you're a not if you're a nine-year-old it's a baby movie if you're a nine-year-old if you're in fourth grade and you get caught at paw patrol the mighty movie you are getting made fun of. Yeah. You're you're getting made fun of. You, you you're getting, I don't know what, what it is that kids do. You're you're gonna get Paw Patrol stickers put on your locker, that type of thing. Yeah. I I don't know what the bullying is like with young children. Could email us the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. What is modern elementary school bullying like? Yeah. You know, for for our wannabe O boys, wannabe O girls, wannabe O people. people who have kids, how would their kids get bullied or how would they bully a classmate who was too old to see Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, but went anyway? Yeah. If you're an adult, ask your child if it's okay to share this information. Yes. Yeah. And if you are a child, get your parent or guardian's consent to email us. Yes. Do not just email us uh, as a, a child. A list of bullying tactics. Do not. Yeah. Do not. Unless you're unless your parent or guardian approves that, then send us a list of emails, anecdotes about how kids are bullied for going to see Paw Patrol in the Mighty Movie. Unless you're emancipated. Are, if you're emancipated, you can do whatever you want. Oh, if a judge has told you that you're free and clear, yes, email us. Um, but yeah, th- this is a movie that is definitely limited by age because yeah, anything over eight or or uh, anything over eight years old you've got to sneak into this movie, whether you're a, a child of nine or a, you know, adult, even more so you're both going in there with uh, uh, trench coats to, to cover mm-hmm. your face. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like this is not a meme that took off and that's fine. I don't think saw X needed a meme now. Well, it's hard to be a meme and to be a cultural event like Barbenheimer when you're Saw Patrol, because these are two movies that in some way do carry a certain amount of audience shame mm-hmm. just for going, you know, because if you are over the age of eight, you really shouldn't be going to see Paw Patrol. And there is still, even though it's a movie with great reviews, we both saw it, we both loved it. There is an amount of shame to say you're going to see the Saw movie because of the torture porn history attached to Saw. And I think this movie is going to help it break out of that. But Mm -hmm. this also, like Paw Patrol, carries a bit of a scarlet letter. 
if you're an audience member. Well, although, you know, we talk so highly of Saw X mm -hmm. that we had a friend of ours that is not a horror movie fan. No. Does not watch horror movies. No. She finds them scary. It's too scary. Yeah. Watched Saw 1, mm -hmm. the OG original Saw, mm -hmm. to see what the fuss was about. Yep. And if Saw X was dog shit, if we hadn't talked how highly about it, I mean, when we went to see Jigsaw, she knew about it. Yeah. Didn't make her watch Saw 1. No. You know, Spiral came out, didn't make her watch Saw 1. Saw X made her watch Saw 1. Has she seen Saw X in theaters yet? Is that the no, next step? Okay, no, but no. that seems like it's happening. You know what? It's on the table. It's on the table. In the th I mean, it's on the table in the, you know, listen, whatever happens on the table happens on the table in yeah. the Saw movie. But it's the perfect time to see Saw X because it happens right after the first movie. Yeah. So yeah. you can, as long as you see the first one, the second one, which first one's very character driven. Second, the second one, which not second one, I'm sorry, the Saw X, mm -hmm. which is between the first and the second movie, is super character driven. So I feel like that is not a a a, a road that can't be traveled. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good hold for this movie. It wasn't spectacular, but horror movies especially drop huge in their second weekend. So the fact that this dropped under sixty percent. I think is a testament to the audience liking it, the word of mouth being good, mm -hmm. the critical reviews meaning something. And now it, to me, it really depends on what is the release strategy going to continue to be for the next few weeks when it comes to Saw X and Lionsgate. Because we theorize the reason that they were putting it out at the end of September is because they wanted it on PVOD by Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we always say PVOD doesn't cannibalize box office because as long as they price it, so it's 20 bucks to watch at home, it, it shouldn't cannibalize it. But I do think if this movie is on PVOD in a week or two, that will hurt the box office potential of SAX. I, I, I don't think so. I, don't I, think I don't so. think it capitalizes. I mean, like okay. it cannibalizes. It doesn't. It doesn't because there's there's something about horror movies that people want to experience with other people. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I think it's inevitable. This movie's going to be on PVOD in the next few weeks. There's no way they that Lionsgate's going to put it on PVOD after, uh, I was going to say Thanksgiving, after Halloween. So just to give some reference here, when Jigsaw came out, which is the last actual canon mm -hmm. Saw movie. Mm-hmm. It opened to 16, and then the next weekend it was at six. Uh, so 61% drop. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, and that's typical for these movies, for horror yeah. movies, for just in general at this point, anything that opens one or two going into its second weekend. And, and I don't know about where, where everybody was in the country, you know, this weekend. We're in New York City, greatest city in the world. There was a nip in the air. Mm -hmm. there is that fall smell mm. and with that comes blood and guts and gore because it's October. Mm -hmm. And I just think people are going to have an appetite along with their pumpkin spice mm -hmm. for some gore. So right now saw X is at 32 million. Mm -hmm. And if it could get to, I think it's got 18 million more in it. I think it could get to 50. Yeah. And if that happens, I mean, I'm looking at the Saw franchise box office history. It, it, I, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be the highest grossing domestic Saw movie since Saw 5. Yeah. Because you look at it, Saw 6 did 27 million domestic total. What a dip. That, that's an incredible dip. Mm -hmm. Because then Saw 7 did 45 million, Jigsaw did 38. So this, barring a giant third weekend drop is going to be the biggest saw movie since 2008 biggest saw movie in 15 years so and, the and, franchise is healthy and i think we're about to talk about a movie that's going to get completely oh decimated by the taylor swift film oh boy i don't think saw x is going to get decimated i think it's going to be one of the movies that holds the best yes next week yes. because of no real crossover no. with audience and also, you know, one of the benefits of Saw, 
which who knows Lionsgate might sell like you know saw who knows mm -hmm. but i don't think anybody's buying it for 400 million dollars like the exorcist ip was purchased by universal all right i mean let, let's get into this so you know we we predicted it on our prediction episode last week that this movie was going to do low 20s it did 27 but you were close you said 26 no, I think I said 24. I was lower on it than it even did. Oh, but, I, okay. I but said I mean, 23. 20, I know 27 sure. million is such a disappointment compared to what the predictions were months ago or, or you know, a year ago when this movie was announced. That's no. the thing. The tracking never was high on this. It was the idea of this movie coming out on Friday the 13th, which it didn't do it because didn't do it, it ran scared. What a mistake. What a mistake. I mean, listen, this movie is, we haven't seen it, but it's uh, it's disliked by critics, by audiences. It is a, a, a pretty much accepted this is a bad film this like it would have done better next weekend if it opened on friday the 13th it, with the taylor swift it had to be a meme it had to be a meme yeah i mean brett new father congratulations mm -hmm. couldn't be on the show again because of his fatherly duties yeah and we ba baby is too young to allow allow parents to podcast you know nonstop. we absolutely respect that decision yes. uh but if you listen to our last episode, he gave us a review to read and it was not good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we defer to Brett when it comes to horror. Yes. Trusted man. Yes. And so if he doesn't like it, there's not the horror fans are not going to like it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I think that is the problem with this movie is that everybody hates it. Everybody hates critics it. hate it and audiences hate it. That is bad. If an audience loves a movie, it doesn't matter what the critics say. No, especially for horror. No, but it matters what the critics say when the audience hates it. Yeah. Yeah. A and the, the thing that Brett said and that you've heard even in these reviews is there are some times when critics hate a movie like this, but the movie gives the audiences what they want. Yes. And there is nothing about the promotion for this or the early word on this exorcist movie that makes it seem like it gives audiences what they want. But the other thing is what would audiences have wanted from an exorcist sequel? That is the question. I think. I, I don't know if there was ever anything. No. That would have, if the movie, and the movie had to be great because the original Exorcist, a big part of why it was such a hit is because it was a best picture nominee, one of the best movies of that year. Yeah. So short of this movie being that, what are the, the horror elements of the Exorcist that an audience was, was excited to see? Yeah. I, I, I don't I, know what they could have delivered here. Possession movies. You know, as I said before, they don't do great. I mean, there has been ones that are hits, mm -hmm. but as a genre in itself, it's not ever a a blockbuster sort of, you know, uh, idea or concept. Right. And again, I feel like a, a broken record, but we get a lot of new listeners every every mm -hmm. uh, week. So mm -hmm. we have I have to say some of the things I always say. Exorcist franchise. They've all been duds financially. I'm not saying some of the movies, listen, Exorcist 3, I really like, great movie. Watch it this Halloween if you want a fun, scary horror movie, but it's not going to be related enough to the first one to get you happy. Remember that. But didn't do F at the box office, mm -hmm. S at the box office, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, and effing S, let's say effing S. Sure. And second one didn't. Uh, nothing, no, none of the ones that came out in the 2000s when horror was at its, like, I mean, horror is always at its peak, but at like the, the peak of the box office plus the peak of horror, you know, a like peak of horror, it couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so shelling out $400 million for this feels like somebody ran away I think a screen gems. They they paid or for Morgan Creek. Morgan Creek. I that's right. Morgan I'm sorry. Creek Morgan was the Creek. production company that owned the Exorcist rights. Which, who knows how these rights traveled over the last fifty years? But yeah. Morgan Creek had the right. Landed the yeah. It ended up in their lap, and they must have been chuckling all the way to the bank. Yes. 
with that $400 million. But here, I, 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 I do want to say something. Okay. If you're a universal, you know what you got in your pocket right next to your heart, whichever side of your heart is on? You got Jason Blum. Mm. You got Jason Blum in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And Jason Blum, I've said multiple times, is a genius. Mm-hmm. You know, again, people talk about how Marvel had this miraculous run. We see it's cratering, going down the toilet. You know what hasn't gone down the toilet? Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Blumhouse will have bad movies, but they shunt them off to PVOD or they put them on a streamer or they do day and date mm-hmm. on Peacock. Five and Ice of Freddy's. Right. Which could make more money being a day and date movie. It could. I think it will. I think do you think Five Nights at Freddy's is an IP that people have been waiting for? Yeah. I think it's a younger IP. I think this movie is going to surprise people with how well it does. Mm-hmm. I think there's a possibility. And listen, why not? Fuck it. Right. Why not? Right. I think it's going to make more than Exorcist Believer, an IP that costs $400 million. Wow. But what I was going to get back to is that if I'm universal, I trust in Jason Blum. The, the Halloween reboot, the first one, made Baffa Bobo mm-hmm. that, that David Gordon Green was involved in. So then you're trusting that. But then the subsequent movies must have made people nervous. But then they're like, you know what? It's Jason Blum. It's it's the, the most prestigious horror IP ever, maybe, because of its Oscar, uh, you know, it, it's Oscar bona fides. Mm-hmm. Let's roll the dice. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to say that uni was stupid for this. I'm not going to say that they were dumb because they had Jason Blum in their pocket. And when you have Jason Blum in your pocket, things can happen. But, but, and listen, that $400 million number is tossed around. And, and I think it's not fully clear what they get for that. Was that $400 Mm -hmm. million just to own the IP of the exorcist or are there, production budgets wrapped up in that 400 million did they get certain you know actors signed on this or that is you know or yeah. 400 million and then once that's clear now we got to spend to make the movie i'm not sure though the the cost of this movie was 30 was 30 million dollars but the promotion of course is more well, we never talk we that. never talk about promotion. so it's because you got to promote a movie yeah. that, that doesn't matter yeah. so they spent 30 million to make this movie the bigger issue is if they spend $400 million just to own the rights to then be allowed to make exorcist movies and rides and hats and whatever, mm-hmm. but mainly Bref- the movie, breakfast cereal, breakfast cereals, Saturday but, morning cartoons, but all of those other ancillary products mean nothing. If the movie bombs and doesn't get the exorcist back in the public consciousness, that is the problem is what were you buying for that 400 million? Because clearly the exorcist, is not an IP that people really care about. It opened mm-hmm. to less than, and this is a, was a hit, but open to less than Megan. Yeah. You know, today where we sit, the Megan IP is significantly more valuable than the Exorcist IP. There will be Megan movies three years from now. Yeah. I don't think there will be Exorcist sequels three years from now. I mean, you could force them through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess at a $30 million budget, they could they could be profitable but the exorcist is no more valuable of an ip than the exorcism of jane doe emily rose the pope's exorcist like mm-hmm. all of the bootleg exorcism ripoff movies have about as valuable an ip as what universal spent 400 million dollars on well, just to, this might clarify a little bit. Uh, this is from Anthony DDs for Disney, the Alessandro's mm-hmm. uh, write up on deadline. Must read every week. Must read. Must read. Uh, the $400 million purchase by Uni wasn't a scenario where each movie cost $133, right, which we, we all that. know. Yep. Uh, the deal was a broader franchise driver for Uni, which included production budgets, a buyout of talent and rights backends, producer fees, rights to leverage IP across the portfolio. So theme parks, Halloween Horror Nights, experiences, branding, like we mentioned, you know, cereals, right. uh, Saturday morning cartoons, hats, uh, beer koozies, and also to drive viewership on Peacock. 
Exorcist Believer has a 45-day theatrical window before landing on Peacock. It's possible that there are no definite plans for the next two movies. They could go day and date. Yeah, so I mean, I, th- I think it basically says what we thought it did, which is they bought the rights to all the Exorcist stuff. And yeah. it looks like they were able to buy out, you know, people who were getting profit sharing on previous movies and producers who had their percentage because they put up $40 on the Exorcist movie 50 yeah. years ago. There's a lot of dentists that make some money off of of, of uni. Right. So they, well, they're all bought out, it seems. It yes. seems like they're all out of the Exorcist business. Universal owns everything. but. This movie opens 27 million, terrible reviews, terrible audience scores. So the franchise, is it anything past this opening weekend? You know, we expect this movie to crater oh, next weekend. Yeah. And then how do you make a sequel to this movie? You, you, you know, two years from now, three years from now, it's a joke to come out with a sequel to this Exorcist movie. Th- that's the problem is you've got to lay low for way longer than they wanted to which would have been next you know next oh, uh they halloween it next year yeah. but, but now they're at a point where you can't it's a joke if this movie next weekend makes 10 12 million dollars and then peter's out at 50 or 60 total this is a situation where they're gonna have to reboot this ip yeah and rebooting it means you're waiting at least four or five years yep and you're I guess, disregarding the events of this David Gordon Green movie. I mean, is there any chance David Gordon Green comes back to make a sequel for this? I, I, I can't see it. And listen, I don't want to act. I mean, I've said a lot about this gentleman. I don't know this gentleman. I respect anybody who makes a movie, who does the work that takes that it takes to make a movie. And he's made good movies. And he's made good movies. I mean, we, we, we like the Pineapple Express and the, the first Halloween movies. Obviously, he made good movies. You like Pineapple. I wasn't a fan. But what I'll say, I did like that Halloween movie. That Halloween movie is so fun. And um, I think the problem here is that he, you know, without the Mike Myers of it, you know, the, those movies hid behind the fact that Mike Myers has such a slavish fan base mm-hmm. that those movies were not well. The Halloween liked. movies, not the Austin Powers movie. Not the Austin Powers movie. No, no. Not the ones that make you horny, baby. The ones that um, make you scared, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different catchphrase. Different catchphrase. Uh, I would do an Austin Powers, of course, but still on strike. Yep. Cannot do it. But listen, when those contracts are signed, the impressions are going to fly out of my mouth. Yeah. It's just going to be like a, an hour special of just all of the impressions Clayton couldn't do couldn't have done this pent up impressions, yeah. which will be a bonus uh, episode. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think you have to move away from him monetary wise, like B.O. wise. You have to like this makes him B.O. poison when it comes to at the very least exorcist. Like yeah. you cannot have his name on the, the uh, on a second movie. Unless it's like, I mean, and then it, is it going to go straight to Peacock? Like, is it going to go day and date to try and hide the box office, which is what it's going to would have done. And that's what the Halloween movies did. Cause that last Halloween movie going day and date had nothing to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. There's more COVID now than there was when Halloween ends came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I think you can't make a movie that has to hide behind day and date with a, a uh, IP you paid $400 million for. You just can't do it. And I do. I agree with you. This this IP is damaged now. It's so damaged. it is damaged. Good. I mean, we're not throwing dirt on it like we did with Expendables. Mm-hmm. But man, it's so close to death. What do you do about, you know, it's a name that we haven't mentioned at all in all the episodes that we've talked about. Exorcist Believer is also Danny McBride. You know, because Danny McBride is He's the producing co-conspirator. Partner. Yeah, he's a co-conspirator, but he is the the producing partner and co-writer of those Halloween David Gordon Green movies. And for this extras believer, he has a story credit. Mm-hmm. You know, this is from their production company. Rough House is involved in this, and I think at this point, Universal does need to make a clean break from that creative team. Yes. Before they make a sequel. I agree. Whatever plans they already drew up. And 
listen, I also don't know. Have they already started working on the next movie? I, I don't think they could have with the way the strikes have been. Working. I mean, I think everything was at a, a stalled position. They might have had like an idea. I'm sure they probably had. I'm speaking on my butt, of course, but I'm sure they probably had an arcing idea. Right. For where they would go with three movies. Yeah, I mean, because- I haven't seen this movie, but apparently it ends on a cliffhanger, which audiences never like. No. And it 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 ended in a situation to very much set up the next movie. Will they ever follow up on that? I think they probably are in a holding pattern until the next week of box office comes through. You, you know, know, they're probably holding out hope. This does hold well, whatever. But I think we both know that's not going to happen. And when this thing craters next weekend, then I think it's going to be a huge shift in plans for this franchise. You know, if I'm uni mm-hmm. and I'm Blumhouse mm-hmm. and I am looking for a quick turnaround to make money off this exorcist IP. Mm-hmm. Pat, let's see how, let's see if you can guess who I'm thinking they get. Okay. An emerging talent. Okay. That had a horror movie. Had that, a horror movie. That did really well pretty recently. Okay, so our and you saw it. Okay, so you're we're we're talking the Rocka Rocka. We're talking Rocka Rocka. You bring Rocka. You bring Rocka Rocka in, in yeah. and you know what? You yes. could put out that Exorcist movie next uh, fall. Yeah. Next October, next Shocktober, yeah. and I'm eating that up. Yeah. Devil because, goes viral. Right. Yeah. That's how you save this. Now I know yes. Rocka Rocka a twenty four. Right, but. Join the big leagues, swing for that IP. Yep. Rocka Rocka. I, I do wonder if Rocka Rocka's already had a meeting on on this Exodus movie. Their phones have rang. Yeah. I think Universal probably tells them to don't tell anyone that we called you yep. until after next weekend. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out. We, we you know, David Gordon Green hasn't been served the divorce papers yet. No, no. Um. But I think once he has served those divorce papers, Rocka Rocka is is coming in the back lot. They're they're giving their pitch because Talk to Me was in some ways an Exorcist movie. It was a possession movie for sure. It was a possession movie. They gave audiences of 2023 young audiences what they would want out of an Exorcist movie, mm-hmm. and they did it for an incredibly small scale, and it was a hit. And yeah, I, that, that, I think that's, that's the, the slam doink. I mean, bring Rocka Rocka in to take over the exorcist. Pat domestic box office performance for talk to me, $48 million. Wow. Does exorcist believer make that? God, it, it's not a slam doink that they make that, you know, you would think you've got to make at least two times your opening weekend. So if they make two times their opening weekend, they're at, uh, they're at 54. So it's, I don't think exorcist believer does much better than that. I don't, I think that is their ceiling. Yeah. But you're right. There is a chance. I'm telling you, there's a chance that talk to me ends up outgrossing exorcist believer. Uh, That's, and that's terrible. Yeah. The, the thing Exorcist Believer has going for it, even with the Taylor Swift movie coming, is that it is Halloween. But but for the Pat, next four weeks, it is people are going out of their way to do scary things. There's other options available. There's, there's a Saw X movie. There's Five Nights at Freddy's. Like They will have. They'll have other options, but people go into such quantity of scaring themselves this month. I, I, I don't know. P- Pat. People hate this movie. People hate. I mean, what it, what what are movie. the uh, the scores right now? Twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes, and of course, critics don't wow. mean anything. But at this point, twenty percent is terrible. Cinema score C. Wow. Which might as well. I mean, for uh, for I mean, it might it would have gotten more people to watch it if it was an F. Yes, because, a C is the worst thing you could get. Yes, because an F at least says. There's something that made people angry and drove them crazy. So that means there's something interesting in this movie. A C is we didn't like it and it wasn't interesting enough to hate it. So uh, let's talk about demos real fast. Mm -hmm. Men and women, 
51% male. So it was almost an even split. Yep. 58% of the audience between 18 and 34. So youngins. Right. Largest 24 to 34. So on the high end of the youngins, that was 32% of people were mm -hmm. that age range. 34% of the crowd over 35. So maybe a few people who had some nostalgia. But not a lot of oldsters. Mm -hmm. uh, so Ellen uh, Burstyn did not get a lot of butts in the seats from the oldsters. Mm -hmm. So uh, Latino and Hispanic audiences led at 41%, Caucasian at 30%. Wow. So that is huge. Uh, you know, uh, listen, we say it a million times, Latino, Hispanic uh, audiences holding it down coming out yeah going to see movies going giving see it a shot yes hearing this thing is terrible and saying you know what i'll see for my damn self yeah yeah i'll check out this ellen burston flick yeah yeah uh black 13 percent, asian 15 percent. okay so so the thing though is the big number is that cinema score of a c means that the word of mouth on this is going to be bad to non-existent and starting at 27 million there is a there is a good chance that this movie peters out 50 million or less when all is said and done I with that kind of word of mouth it's just going to get decimated i just i just feel like so right now 22% on rotten tomatoes and then let's just see audience score just for the fun of it 58%, so not terrible, but also not great. I mean, here's the other thing. We're recording this on Sunday night. So these are the, the Sunday afternoon numbers, you know, which could be usually, lower. It, this could be lower. You know, when the actual actuals come out on Monday, it wouldn't shock me if Exodus Believer ends up being under 27 million. Because the weekend numbers have gone down as the weekend has progressed. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. They, I mean, they it were talking. Shock me if twenty six point nine is where this actually comes in when the when the final final numbers are in. Early on, they said thirty. Then it became twenty eight. Now it's twenty seven point two. Yeah, I. You're right. I easily could see this thing make twenty six. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things where that's going to be hidden because nobody's going to be checking. You know, people are going to be talking about what they're listening to with the people who record on Sundays, which we all do. Right. Right. But you know, we come in on Wednesday, we'll mention it if it goes down. Yeah. So that is History where the will know. that is where the exorcist believer is at right now. Really disappointing opening weekend. And the future does, does not look good for this movie based on the audience response. So we will of course follow the story as it goes, but Clayton, we did want to touch on some of, you know, we don't often get into the very limited release art house box office number. No. Well, because art house has been suffering since yes. COVID. It's one of the things other than big budget comedies, which has been suffering previous to that, even. Right. I think art house has been suffering the most. So we did want to touch on, there's an A24 movie that had a very good limited release Best of opening the year. weekend uh and that is called dicks the musical mm -hmm. came out so it's nathan lane is probably the biggest name in the movie him and megan mullally but it's a parent trap type plot two adult men discover that they are identical twins it's a musical based on a live comedy show the comedians from the show play themselves and it had like we said a pretty good Opening weekend did $220,000 on only seven screens, New York, LA and San Francisco. So it hasn't, you know, gotten out of the coast yet. It's in the, it's in the cities that you would expect this to perform best in. Yeah. Um, and it's directed by Larry Charles hmm. for a Seinfeld writer, director and directed the Borat movie and Bruno and directed Bruno. Um, and I think he directed the dictator. So you know, I think so. Life is long. Yeah. Um, Megan Thee Stallion is in it and did music. So this movie, at least in its opening weekend, did pretty well. You know, it did better than it looks like, you know, Dumb Money did. And it's limited opening weekend did better than Bottoms did. And when it opened on 10 screens, better than Bo is Afraid. 
when that opened on four screens. So what do you think? Is this the type of movie that the wider it goes, it could play to bigger and bigger audiences or is, and again, we have not seen this movie. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks interesting, but could Dick's the musical be a comedy hit if it goes into more and more theaters the next month? I don't know. I think it has, I mean, these sort of musical uh, adaptation, the adaptations of musicals are a sort of, you know, tough thing to go wide. I mean, unless it's a really, really big show Mm -hmm. that people are clamoring for a ticket for. And this seems very, you know, edgy mm-hmm. for regular audiences. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's a little bit edgier than you would take your mom to maybe. Okay. And so I do think a lot of the musical movies, the ones that are on Broadway that people can't get to New York to see or, you know, can't afford tickets to or whatnot, those sort of musicals do better. I, I just feel like this, and I haven't seen it. I have not seen it, but it does feel a little edgy to me. And it feels like this is, you know, the cosmopolitan crowd seeing this, patting themselves on the back for being so cultured. And well, I don't know if anyone's patting themselves on the back for seeing a comedy musical. I mean, I think people who see musicals pat themselves on the back. Okay. You know, I do think they do. And I'm not, I'm not, but judging. you're a man it covered sounds... in soot. So you, you, you kind of, you you raise your eyebrow at anyone who goes to see theater that you know and that that sounds judgmental i pat myself on the back me and my friends pat ourselves on the back for who can spit the farthest Mm. so i'm not i'm that might have sounded judgmental but i i i'm not judging them as i'm not judging distance no long distance spitters Mm -hmm. because i'm one of them but i do think this is has a limited appeal but you know what i'd love if it didn't i love if this thing broke out and became this touchstone sort of film for people in the stacks mm-hmm. who, you know, are like, oh, that's what New York is like. I want to go there. Mm-hmm. That'd be mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. you know, but don't come. Like, dream about it, but don't come. It's too crowded. It's too crowded. It I think this is a movie that the question is, can it do bottoms business? You know, like right now, limited release it made two hundred thousand dollars yeah can it get to the 10 million or so that bottoms has gotten to it has a 24 behind it so we can't you know dismiss that mm-hmm. you know bottoms had orion mm-hmm. and you know that movie did fine i actually watched it i uh rented it on pvod i mm-hmm. enjoyed it immensely mm-hmm. I think it's a fun dumb comedy i say that in the best possible way starring very young people which is positive for the future of comedy. And, uh, you know, A24 has a marketing team. They are a brand that people will see anything that they put out. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can look down, 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 down the charts at Cat People. If Cat People is an A24 movie, that movie ain't making the BS that it made this weekend. I mean, Cat People... So that's a movie based on the viral New Yorker story from a couple of years ago. Yeah. I cannot believe that that movie is already in movie theaters. It opened in four theaters and made $10,000. Well, we can add it to the tally of Redditors, of gamers mm-hmm. turned car drivers, race car drivers, of movies based on Twitter threads. Right. A movie based on a viral article mm-hmm. on the internet. Not ready for it. Yeah. Audiences don't want it. Yeah. I mean, if A24, you're you're right. The Rialto Pictures, that movie's not going anywhere. That's in four theaters. I don't think that movie ever gets to a double-digit theater count. Rialto Pictures, that's a that's, that's gotta a be front. a tax haven. That's yeah. a tax haven. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be a tax haven. Come on. Yeah. Name it something else. Now, yeah. You can't name it Rialto Pictures. Yeah. I'm that looking... makes it sounds that makes it sound like this is vacation money. I'm looking at Rialto Pictures uh past productions. Okay. There is nothing that I recognize in Rialto Pictures. There's uh, uh there's something called Brighton Rock. 
a lot of foreign language films. I mean, it looks like they're mostly a foreign language distributor. Okay. That's and, a good way to get your money out of, you know, are they offshore, you know? Right, right. Because then the the sort of American law enforcement, they're not even going to attempt to watch those movies to see if they're real or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think something like Cat Person, if you are a criminal who is trying to hide uh, blood money from the government and trying to hide it from law enforcement, something like Cat Person is the perfect front because... There are no law enforcement officers who are going to ever go watch Cat Person to see whether it's a real movie or not. Yeah. So they're just going to assume, okay, I guess Rialto Pictures, uh, I guess it's real Cat Person. I'm not watching Cat Person. It, let's assume it's a real movie. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Based on, yeah. Uh, based on a New Yorker short story nope, or whatever. Nope, nope. nope. Out. As soon as you hear New Yorker, as soon as they hear New Yorker, they're saying no. Nope. So, and Cat Person, uh, made ten thousand dollars. The lead actor in it is cousin Greg from Succession. Yeah, I think that is a bad start now for the Succession actors going into movies. Mm -hmm. Um, this is not a good sign. So if you this is are... like the Ed. This is like Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, doing Ed. Yeah, or no? Was it? It's Ed, right? Yes, he did Ed. Okay, he I'm did sorry. Ed. I just he want to make Ed TV is the. TV is McConaughey, is McConaughey yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Cat Person, it's a bad sign if you are Jeremy Strong or you are Brian Cox, I guess, and and you're you're looking now to be a headliner hot off of succession. Because mm -hmm. cousin Greg, he shit the bed with Cat Person here, big time. Now, uh, talk to me is still in like the top twenty. I'm just looking at the list now. It's spooky season amazing it's now in still in 95 theaters keep making that money beat that exorcist movie um so yeah Add dick's stats dick's the musical i think the bar is can it do bottoms business can it get itself to 11 million when it starts going wider and wider and wider yeah listen they went for it with that title yeah and i, I gotta give these new comedies credit you had bottoms you got dicks, dicks. you know they're putting it out there well, with I mean, these, with these movie titles, speaking of titles, Adam from the stacks himself. Mm -hmm. Oh, gee. Yep. Want a B.O. boy mm -hmm. from the jump. Says B.O. boys. If dumb money was entitled the GameStop movie, it would have made 10 million. Opening. I don't agree, mm, but made 10 million total. Yeah. If it's called the GameStop movie. Does it make 10 million opening in its first wide release? I think it maybe makes a little bit more, mm -hmm. but that money is for the lulls. Mm. Like it's for the lulls and, and it wouldn't last more than just the opening weekend of, Oh, let's all go to the GameStop movie. Right. Right. I think that that becomes a meme and then it, 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 it would not get nominated for any awards. Not that it will, but its chances of being an award contender go out the window if it's called the GameStop movie. It, you know what it needed to have been called? Because, you know, the whole GameStop meme was, of course, about day trader investors, you know, people who, who, were, who were using these online investing sites. Wolf of Wall Street, too. To just... To just invest in the GameStop company as a way of fighting Wall Street, who was trying to short the company, all that. So basically, yeah. it was people were investing in something that they didn't believe in as a business. They just believed in the fact that the internet can affect the stock market. Yes. That's what they were investing in. Because it was in. a game and they they right. they tried to turn the tables so that, that's on the what, game master. That's what it was about. So then this movie should have been called invest in the GameStop movie. Like that should have been the title of the movie. The the actual command of what they wanted the GameStop investors to do, that should have just been built into the title. Don't call it dumb money. Don't call it the GameStop movie. Call it invest in the GameStop movie. I think dumb money was such a sort of pissy title. Mm -hmm. It was too much of like whose money is dumb here. Are you talking about the 
like people who rigged the system, do they have the dumb money? Right, right. Or is it dumb what these people did? Yes. Like yes. what's the, what is the what is the name? Like at least GameStop movie is oh, it's about that thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and so I do agree with Adam that it would have made more, but it would have lost out on any chance for Oscars, which is what they want. Mm -hmm. And it would have at the end of the day petered out because it would have been a movie people went to for the lulls. Is this a live, die, repeat situation? An edge of tomorrow situation where when they do go to PVOD. Oh, dumb money, the GameStop movie. I think you do it. Yeah. I think that's the play. I yeah. think that is the call. Yeah. So so Adam, you Adam are you are on to something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's nothing else I would say in the current batch of movies that I feel we need to go over. No, and we're we're approaching an hour. We got to yeah, we got to wrap, wrap it up. We did three episodes this week. Yeah. Which listen, if someone would pay us, we do 5 days a week. We yeah. do 7 days a week. 5 is good. 5 is good. Yeah, 5 is enough. Um so yeah, I mean listen, we're going to be talking so much to Taylor Swift the Eras tour of the movie coming up in the next few weeks. So yeah. get ready for that. It's going to be the biggest movie we've had since Barbenheimer. Yeah. This, you know, it's been a, it's been a lightish, you know, August, September, but this Taylor Swift, the era tour of the movie is by far going to be the biggest movie we've had in about three months. Yeah. So and just very exciting. Call us Swift boat captains. We are going to be showing you the way. Okay. Through this box office run. Yeah, uh, call this Clayton Swift a Swift boat captain for sure. Um, so email us the bo boys podcast at gmail.com. Boots on the ground reporting. Give us your predictions for Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour, the movie coming out this week. So send us those predictions, the bo boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the social medias. Wanna BO senior intern Christopher is killing it with the vertical clips here. I, this is this is how well he's doing in his internship. Mm -hmm. We put out this bonus episode, the Taylor Swift 15-minute episode on Saturday. Didn't tell the staff. Obviously, we don't communicate directly with Jack, so we never were going to tell him, but we didn't Who? even tell Christopher. And we put the episode out within 15 minutes of it hitting the uh the podcast apps. Get a message from Christopher. Hey, do you want me to cut some videos from the new episode? Mm -hmm. And I said, of course. Yep. And he did it. And that is for everyone, for all of our young listeners, our young wannabe O boys, wannabe O girls, wannabe O people, people. That is the model to follow right there. Now, I agree. Great. But I also want to have a caveat. Okay. Listen, Christopher's doing a great job. But there was not a Penn State game mm. that weekend. You know, number six in the country, Penn State, Nittany Lions, mm -hmm. we are. Uh, so he had a f open calendar. Mm. So let's see next weekend, mm. right? If we drop one, which we might, we might not. Who knows? But when they're playing UMass, let's see. Let's see how swift. Right, right, right. It happens. Right. I I think even if he is, you know fall down drunk at a Penn state game on a Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. If we drop a bonus episode, he's lifting his head out of his own vomit and he's cutting some vertical videos. Yeah. That's what I think would happen. Mm -hmm. So good job. Christopher, follow us on Twitter X, follow us on TikTok, follow us on YouTube shorts. Now we're putting vertical videos there. We've reached the threshold. So at the B.O. Boys pod on social media, we are YouTubers. So if you haven't already, go subscribe to the B.O. Boys YouTube channel. We've got full episodes. We've got clips. We've got vertical YouTube shorts. So like, subscribe, ring. Yeah. Bell. Bell. And, and I got to say, so everybody did such a great job of reviewing. Mm. Five stars. Love the show. Blah, blah, blah. It's 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 going down a little bit again. Let's let's just pummel Apple Podcasts with reviews. All you gotta do, five stars, love the show, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
just rip it out, rip it out, rip it out, whatever you need to do. If you have to go to the toity during office hours, you know, you got a class full of kids, get a sub for five minutes, get the janitor to watch these kids. Mm. So you can go off on your phone, blah, blah, blah. Love the show. Five stars. That's how people find us. Yes. And you want people to find us, right? Of course. Of course. Huh? So we, and we want to be found. We want to be found. So I think that's it, Clayton. That's I think we've it. done it. Yeah. I, I can't imagine anything that'd be left to say. Except for until next time. We'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.